Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Sydney Coach Replay Show. I'm your host, Corey Camp, and I am really honored to have today's guest on our show. She is a teacher and has become a dear friend of mine as we've worked together this past year in her online classroom. And today, she's going to be talking about something that all teachers are doing right now, all educators are doing right now, which is just thinking back on all the lessons we've learned and all of the things that we have gained insights from this past year, not just because it was a crazy one, but that this is something we always do this time of year. We're reflecting back on the end of the year, thinking about what we want to do in our classrooms or in our buildings in the next year. And we're going to just talk a little bit about that process and how a coach, whether that is a coach with that official title or another title that means that they are a coach or they are another type of instructional leader or just a peer and colleague can help as we reflect at the end of the year. So welcome, Brooke. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Happy to help and think this could be beneficial for a lot of people. I know it's been beneficial for me. Yeah, so I'm really excited. You and I, in our last session together, this is kind of where the direction you wanted to go. You said, you know, Corey, I'm, this is what I'm, I'm thinking about and feeling good as I wrap up the end of this year, but my brain is already thinking about next year. So tell everyone a little bit about your background. Who are you as an <laughs> educator? What's your experience? What has this been this year been for you? And then we'll kind of jump into the process. Yes, well, I am in my 25th year of teaching. Um, I started in Westfield School District in Ohio, um, taught there for six years, taught fourth and fifth grade, loved it, but wanted to be closer to family. So then interviewed at Granville Intermediate School and taught fifth grade and now they, uh, fifth grade for several years. And now I've been teaching sixth grade. I think this is my seventh year teaching math. And then we had COVID. And they needed an online teacher for um, sixth grade. So at the beginning of the year, I was teaching all subjects, math, science, social studies, and ELA. And then second semester, um, another teacher took over social studies um, for the sixth grade. And so at the beginning of the year, I had 50-some students. Now I have about 30-some students. It's been a huge learning experience, I think, Every teacher you would talk to would say that online teaching is just more, 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 mm -hmm. and you do a lot more work. And um, I've learned so much, and I don't think I could have done it without your coaching and support, and even the support of our my teachers in the building were so supportive mm -hmm. because I was teaching content that I hadn't taught in a long time. I taught all the content. Well, no, I'd never taught sixth grade social studies. I taught. Um, Obviously, math was my core. Um, and then ELA, I taught for 18 years in fourth and fifth grade. So it wasn't, it was a shift, but I had um, a IS that was working with me and a coach in our building. So that was very helpful. And then science, I had taught one year as a sixth grade teacher because they needed help. And so my in building science teacher was super, super supportive and, um, and also my assistant superintendent with um, curriculum wise. Mm -hmm. But what you helped me the most with is the technology end of everything. Um, because as we started meeting, like the first meeting, you were showing us tools and you were like, just, I just want to show you a couple things to try, which I really appreciated because 
is even though I was using tools I liked, I was just like, I'm not quite getting where I want to get. I don't feel like the use of our Zoom time was efficient. And the type of teacher I am, I want to be teaching bell to bell. I'm used to teaching bell to bell and getting the most out of every minute. And doing that on Zoom was very challenging. <laughs> and so <laughs> yeah. I loved it. Our first couple of sessions, you were just showing us different um different tools to use and then it progressed to we tried those and you helped it and we were able to talk about what's working what's not working but then it came to a point where not only was i had tools i was using you gave me resources and i just came to this point i came to one of our meetings i just said corey i've got all these materials we've got to sort through what's working what's not working because i can't use everything right <laughs> yeah and you know, being 25 years and I've mentored other teachers, I've always said, you know, find like some concrete things that work mm -hmm. and go with those and develop them. So then that's where we went from there. Um, and then I'm trying to remember how the document came. I think it was after that session. It was, I think it was after that session. So one of the things we yeah. talked about what were, you know, you had, mastered we we had a focus on engagement right and and how to best utilize time and how can we keep students engaged through that time um if we are going to you know stay in our zoom room that longer period what's the best way to keep them actively engaged because we can do that in the in-person classroom but that was harder to do in the online setting so once you felt like you you know this tool was working to meet those needs we kind of had felt like you'll continue working on that but we kind of had reached the original goal we set then i asked you you know what is what's the next thing we're going to focus on what's what is our outcome that we want and that's where you kind of said look i've got all these different tools and some are really great for these things and sometimes i forget about tools because now i've got so many in the buffet to choose from and i want that to be meaningful and you had said like you work best, like you said, with that concrete. So, so you wanted to create kind of a, a scope and sequence of your week. So like you would know on Mondays, we're going to do this on Tuesdays. That's typically the day that we do this type of thing. Here's my tools for that. And I'm going to share the, the document that you created um, for this. And, and this is kind of what, how this leads to reflecting on the year is this is the next thing that we kind of took a little bit further from here. So you created this weekly planning schedule. This was something that we uh, kind of talked a little bit together about. You had what you were doing each day as you thought about some of just the basic structure of your lessons and how the content would progress throughout the week. Uh, and then what were some of those resources that we had considered that you could just turn to to make your planning easier? That was really kind of the conversation we had, right? Yeah. Um, so and how, and how and even in this conversation, even in this conversation, we were talking about how would this look back in the classroom? Like mm -hmm. how's it look now and how it look back in the classroom? And I have to say the number one thing I appreciated about you as a coach is in the beginning, you shared those resources, but then after that, you really let us lead what, you let me lead, I can't say us, you let me lead what were my needs. Mm -hmm. Instead of giving me more and more and more, you really helped me refine what my needs were. And I think sometimes in coaching, 
this hasn't ever happened to me because I've only honestly been coached one other time and it was a phenomenal experience also. But I knew, I know from other colleagues, sometimes they feel like the coach has such an agenda. Mm -hmm. of, I got to make sure we do this, 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 and this. They did that. They don't do not always feel like the needs of their students and their personal professional needs get met. Right. And so when we got to this document and we were able just to go so far with it, I just feel like I can go into my summer knowing I know what I want to work on this summer. I'll be able to jump right into it versus mm -hmm. spinning in my own head by myself, looking at what do I want to do and then doing it. We're doing it with you. It was like, Oh yeah, I have to think about that. And, oh yeah. You know, it, it was so much better. Yeah. So much yeah. more productive. I love that. I love that you mentioned that as well. It's, you know, the the importance of a coach not to come with their own agenda. And of course, there might be some things that as a campus coach, you know, we're looking at raising, you know, particular closing a gap in a particular area where, you know, our assessments have shown there are some. Um, and that is part of the role of a coach as part of that PD facilitator for a building or, you know, a mm -hmm. district. But then coaching, what actual coaching is, right? And, and this is my belief is it really is, uh, we are on a road trip together and you are in the driver's seat, right? I am your road trip buddy. I've got a map. I've got quick access to the, the ice chest, which has all our snacks and stuff in it. You let me know what you need. I can offer some suggestions along the way. I can, but I'm here to kind of man the radio and uh, help you find what you need so that you can keep your eyes on the road and get us to our destination, right? And keep you company as you go. And I think that for me in my relationships in the past where I've had a coach and, and where I have coaches now, because I also have coaches and, and mentors that I work with, it really is what you described is that ability just to kind of have someone just to talk things out. And there, some of our sessions, they really were just talking out loud and celebrating the things that were happening really well. Like once you kind of created this, it was like, yeah, I'm feeling like this is, this is kind of working for me. Um, and I remember it was before, it was right before spring break. It was, we only mm -hmm. had one more session after spring break. And you said, you know, I don't know. I think I'm feeling pretty good. I think I'd like to kind of make sure that we start to reflect. Right. And so that's what you did with this document. We uh, You added this extra column of, you know, in the future. And uh, then we kind of moved out of this table frame and started focusing on the uh, looking at just kind of in general, a flow of things. And and talk a little bit about that process, because again, you were doing the the driving here. You were the one who was just talking through and typing in on the document. And and every once in a while, we'd kind of come together and chat a little bit. But what was helpful for you in that instance as you were just kind of getting your thoughts down on digital paper? Well, and just before I forget, like you said, with districts having certain initiatives, like, you know, being an online teacher, our, our initiative really was how do we utilize the technology the best? Mm -hmm. And so that was my goal was what technology really worked? What technology can I take back into the classroom that was very successful for students in various, re various ways, whether it was them self-assessing themselves, ways that I was doing formative assessments and summative assessments. What was I doing differently that was working well? 
Um, what kind of things did I find that would help my kids with enrichment? Um, mm -hmm. You and I also talked about, you know, this transition from kids going online back to the building where they're used to having more freedom of their learning. And how can I make sure that I'm embedding that and, and honoring that mm -hmm. when we come back in the classroom? And also me reali realizing the growth kids can make when we give them more ownership. You know, that's such a catchphrase, giving kids ownership. And I say a catchphrase because I feel like I give my kids ownership. I've always felt like I've given them ownership. But being online has really opened my eyes to what, you know, how much bigger I can make it. And I don't think without having this experience that I would have, I don't know if I ever would have got it. <laughs> so what happened? Yeah, I mean, so many teachers have said have said that that I've that I've worked with either in the sessions that I've done or or that I've coached with there there, and that was something for me. I mean, I didn't do it in a pandemic, but I applied blended learning strategies and flipped my classroom years ago, and I kind of realized that my students and and I was working with students with special needs, they could do a lot more than. Like I believed in them, but sometimes yeah. they just wowed me that I was like, oh, you were able to figure that out and do that independently. And, and then that, that confidence in my students built their confidence, but also allowed me to let go a little bit more and realize that, you know, I can try new tools, even if I don't know everything about it, because my kids are going to help me. They're going to know, right? I don't have to be the expert in the room. Um, and, and we've said that over and over again lately in oh, education, yeah. that that's not our role but it's hard to break that mindset and mm -hmm. to provide true opportunities for that um, that reality to happen. And so that is something that a lot of folks learned in the online setting is that it is possible. And there are some, you know, it's also not possible without some key supports and structures in place to help build that autonomy for students. But if you have those and you're consistent with them, it can happen. But yeah. And, and then that's what really led into the second part of the document, because our last session, I said, well, can we go back to that document and let's break it down day by day? How will this look in the classroom? Mm -hmm. And and how and and trying not to set myself up for failure, but set myself and my students up for success because I could have loaded this up with a bunch of stuff. <laughs> mm -hmm. and, right. and, and, and I think this is where, you know, being a veteran helps because <laughs> I knew like, whoa, I'm going to have to, what, down, do I feel, right. what do I feel confident about now? And what do I want to keep moving forward and building on? And so then we kind of just started breaking it down by day by day. And I was kind of had in my mind this five day rotation of a Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday, I mean, I'm sorry, Monday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Um, and Fridays, I had told you, I said, I really want it to be a movement day because my kids, not that they don't need movement on those other days, we have movement on those other days, but Friday, I wanted to be even more out of your seat. Um, right. Just for that last push and, and really and the way that your curriculum you know builds throughout even just a single week right yeah yeah sixth grade math I, you know i kept telling him like sixth grade math i mean it's go 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 content 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 mm -hmm. you don't spend a week on one 
one, con- you know, one concept. You're, mm-hmm. you're about every two to three days, and usually about every two days, there's a new concept being taught. Yeah. And, and it's pretty fast paced and it's a big change for my students. So, you know, those kids, I'm always thinking about those kids. And, you know, let's just take off the table. You know, yes, I teach, I've taught intervention. I teach regular sixth grade math, and then I teach advanced sixth grade math. And the advanced sixth grade math is all the sixth grade curriculum plus a third of the seventh grade curriculum. But if I take that off and stop looking at them that way, which I've always tried to, and I'm always giving all three of those groups enrichment, this plan frees me up and gives the kids more ownership of them advancing their learning on their own. Mm -hmm. And what you helped me do is, as we are going through this, you would say, okay, so we need to think about like your procedures in this. So then it was, if you scroll the top, I was, we type in notes of, okay, this summer I need to make sure I'm thinking about how, um, how are the, how are these procedures going to work? How, what things do I need to be teaching the kids that first week or two? Um, and I said, well, I always do this, but at the same time I was like, but it's going to look different. And right. so just having that note at the top to say, no, Brooke, you have to implement new procedures because you have new expectations. Mm-hmm. So just having that note up there was like, okay, that's one of the first things I'll do this summer. And then the other thing that was really helpful, we started to think about, you know, I have 55 to 60 minutes. And so how, because I want kids being independent while I'm working with a, a group and um, and I want them having own, that ownership to go forward, even if the person next to them is slower than them. So mm-hmm. what is that going to look like? And how can I use that piece of time management? Right. And we were talking about, you know, the magnets. I mean, this is so silly, it's simple, but through conversation with a coach, these are things that teachers appreciate. You know, when you're all in your head, you don't always, it's not this fast. And, and it was just like, oh, we could just have, I'll make magnets with their names. They'll last all year and I'll be able to move them around. And, you know, that was huge. And it seems so simple and easy. <laughs> um, but I've seen, you know, I've seen over the years so many different strategies used you know with teaching reading and writing it used to be posters that we put names on and I thought no this is the magnet thing is so much simpler yeah (laughs) and And it now came out of when you were talking about um and this is where I think like just that that conversation piece and and to be clear coaching is way more than just a conversation right and this we were kind of looking back and having a conversation about something that we had created as a result of our, our yeah. work together. Um, and we created, we expanded that creation with this. But one of the things that you said is like, uh, so what, what I think made the process really helpful is for me as a coach is you had, you're already highly reflective. You had some key outcomes. Like you had some dreams that you said, you know, 
all right, so now that I've realized that like my students can have more ownership, I want to keep that autonomy with them next year. I want to keep using, and one of the things that we did discuss was, you know, would you learn, you learned a lot of new tech tools and you know how to use them in the purely online setting, the remote, in a remote way, do they transfer into the classroom and how are they like or different in the classroom? So we talked a little bit about that um, as we were building this, but then because you had shared with me that you want that ownership, that you really want to um, be able to, you know, provide kind of movement because you were able to say on this day, I want this type of experience. Then it, then we could have conversations or I could ask you questions. Well, do you have a routine for that? Or is that something you think you'd start week one with? Um, or how, how can you maybe have students walk in the room knowing exactly whether they're going into small group or they're going to go into that independent station, which is where that this magnet yeah. idea came from, which was something I used to do when I did rotations in my classroom because yeah. I didn't have to, you know, I would forget to write somebody's name down or I'd forget to change them and just having magnets so I could just move them around on my board was super easy. Um, so, so I think that's really helpful. But then for you, it sounds like just having that springboard of ideas and someone to kind of say, oh, what about this? Have you considered that along those same lines? Not, not asking you to change or do anything completely different, but just helping you think a little bit deep, more deeply or through a different lens. Well, and I think the other thing that was really helpful is when we started with, I mean, we really broke it down. Here mm -hmm. is Monday when mm -hmm. they walk in the classroom. Okay, well, mm -hmm. what is your expectation? What is your routine? And I said, well, this is what I've always done in the past. And some of those things will stay because they've been successful. Mm -hmm. But then we started to talk about, well, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I want to have those more small groups. And what am I, how am I officially going, efficiently going to be putting them into groups? I'm not spending hours and hours trying to sort this. Right. And that was a huge discussion because I have multiple between right. um, technology and then just what I call down and dirty, simple, quick assessments. You know, what are those choices I have and looking at those and just having them in print mm -hmm. is so important because technology doesn't work every day. I mean, just yesterday, my email was blowing up from at school because 900 people went Without lost power yesterday lost here. Power yeah. yesterday. And so the, all the schools were without power for three days, three hours. So you have to have that backup plan. That no uh, technology. Yeah, you've no got that technology. in a few places. No internet yeah. backup plan, right? Right. And that's one of the things we talked through. But I don't know. Like talking through it with you was so much more efficient than just doing it myself. Because I, this is my personality. I can tend to jump. Like, oh, mm -hmm. okay. I was thinking about this. Oh, now I thought about this. And then, you know, you holding the idea, me holding one idea and being able to teeter back and forth. Yeah. So, so important. And, you know, you have to think of both sides of that coin. As much as technology has been a huge growth for both the teacher and the student, you have to think, what is your backup plan when it's not there? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when it, for whatever reason. And that can be multiple reasons. Right. Um, and then I think it's also, I just want to go back to, because I, I don't want to underscore how important it was that I would say during 
this was huge. This is like the big aha and the big moment when we got this document completed together. But the other part was you bringing resources that during the school year, and I really appreciate this as a teacher, you would bring them like, you know, I'm just not ready to look at that yet. I just don't have the time. But we, but I placed it in the document because I, I would look at it and I'm like, ooh, I'm going to have to go deeper in this. This is going to take longer. And that, right. I think we highlighted one of those. And what I appreciated was that freedom you gave me to say, yeah, I'm not ready for it, but thank you for giving it to me because that's something I can really dig into this summer and see how I can really incorporate it into the classroom. And I think as a coach realizing sometimes teachers were working so hard on, we want to get it right. Right. So I think giving us, giving us, too many things at once, we just feel like failures. Where, like, let us see a couple of things, let us test them out, let us zero it down to one or two things that we want to focus on. But then I can still have in my back pocket, or in this case, on my document, saying, Yeah, but I still want to look at the, that this summer. It's not that I don't value what was given, the information given to me, it's just mm-hmm. can't do it all. Right. And right. That was, that's another thing I really appreciated about our coaching because you really showed me some valuable tools. I just couldn't get to all of them. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And, and, and one thing I, one thing that I try to end all of all of my coaching sessions with is, you know, okay, so we've talked about, usually we talk about a lot of things, right. And, and sometimes we kind of bounce around just a little bit um, because, you know, we can, go off on tangents a little as we're talking about what's happening in the classroom or this tool and how it might used to look and um, or this particular outcome or objective. Uh, But then trying to always end the meeting with a, okay, so what's next steps? Like, what are we really moving forward with? And I know you cubed was something that I had shared with you and we had looked at it a couple of times um, because it felt like it might be an appropriate enrichment task but it just wasn't the right time to try it, right? So to be able to just help sometimes just a teacher, and that was that was something that a coach coaches do with me that is really helpful because I want to try all of them. And so I need someone to say, okay, Corey, but realistically, can, do you have time to try that this week? Let's just not put that pressure on yourself. If not, like you still are going to make great progress with this other piece, um, it'll be there when you're ready. So, uh, and and I was able to create lots of videos and, and share links and resources in our huddle with you that are sitting there waiting for you when you're ready. One, one of them is the math language routines, which is yes. some of these episodes from this show here. So you, that's, I see that's your summer, go to the huddle, watch those math language routines. I love that. Um, but yeah, just that accessibility to content for you to be able to kind of take at your own time. It's not about me pushing you to where I want you to go. It really is about you um, being able to take control, right, of, of your mm-hmm. own classroom and your own your own professional growth. This was one of my favorite reflective sessions that you and I had. And, and one of my favorite documents, I'm like, why haven't I created a document like this with all of the teachers that I've worked with? Because it's so the way I think as well, which is I think why it was easy. And let me just be completely clear with the with the audience. Uh, we did not create this document. You created this document. We looked at it together. We talked about it together. But this is all you. And so uh, I think that's really exciting because it is it is a really powerful document. And the idea, right? The the goal that you came 
into that meeting saying, I want to reflect because I want to be able to kind of think about it now while it's fresh, set it down, enjoy a little bit of my summer break. And when I'm ready to pick it back up, I have some ideas to jump off from. And that's important for for all of our teachers and all of our educators to do is to set your your future self up for success. And I think that's a great way that coaches can help in this kind of reflection on the end of the year. Again, it's something we're all doing as we're thinking about what will I do differently next school year? And uh, a coach, again, whether it's a colleague or someone with that title uh, is, is a really great person to bring in on that conversation, I think. Well, and I think instead of, you know, I think about all the years I've been teaching and I think teachers tend to do this. Okay. We clean up our classroom, take a couple weeks off, and then we start reflecting. Being able to reflect on it during the school year is was enormous because I felt like I wasn't going to forget. You know, you don't think you're ever going to forget anything, but sorry, we do. When we're oh, yeah. And, um, and I think if I could give any advice to coaches and administrators is really giving teachers and their coaches or a team of teachers you know, even let's say they don't have a coach, but mm -hmm. letting a team of teachers say, say, I want you to set this time aside and reflect. What did you do well this year? What do you want to improve on? What resources? Like basically that document, like have mm -hmm. a document kind of like that, that, and it did take, I mean, it's not a one and done thing. I mean, we've had no. two really quality sessions with it. Mm -hmm. You know, I came with the, my skeleton of what I wanted you know, and what I was thinking that first pop, and then we added to some of them because I was like, what's that? What was that one thing called that you showed us? You know, like I forget. What was that? You know, something. Right. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, and I needed you to bring that to the foreground. And then at the end of that session, um, I don't even know. I was just like, I'm not sure yet. I think I want to work on this thing. Not that. I think we were kind of like, I'm not sure. Can I send you a message? I think maybe not, but anyway, no, that's, yeah, that's exactly it. You had a couple of things that you're like, I'm either going to go in this direction, but I'm kind of thinking this. Yeah. So. And then being able when we got on to say, okay, you know what? I'm looking at this. If we could nail this down. I could go into summer feeling so good. And I think administrators and, and coaches need to know it was so powerful. It was so powerful. It was and I have never, ever, I've always reflected, but it's always been my reflections, writing things down, sometimes on my phone or in a document like this, but nothing is, uh, I don't want to use the word powerful, I, I, like, where I feel like I can go into the summer and really use my time wisely and start the year off just stronger than I've ever started it. And that this whole year of learning, because I've learned so much, I mean, I've been teaching 25 years and I feel like I've learned a lot in this last year. And to feel like I can go in next year and say, well, that I'm going to be able to take so much away from that year and enrich my students and my teaching. And I don't know if I, if I didn't have that time with you to go through those documents, I just don't know if it would have happened as well. I really don't. 
I'm yeah. so thankful for you. <laughs> well, I just, I, I, the, I don't know another word for it either, other than, than powerful. That's the one that comes to mind to just have someone to help kind of carry that cognitive load with, with you. I think that's yeah. when, when I work and coach coaches, that's a big part of what I try to help them understand as part of their role is not just saying, well, I have this much experience with me. I, it's not necessarily that we are the expert either, right? The coaches cannot, there's just no way to be the expert in those things, but to be there, to be alongside individuals and just kind of help them process through their thinking. Um, it, it's powerful. Well, I and I, I just thought of what it's like. I mean, if we take ourselves in the role of teacher-student, we want to be the facilitator to the student, not doing all the work for them, but just helping them get there. I think that's the best role of a coach is you know that the teachers know what they're doing. You respect them as professionals. You're there to facilitate and just make them better. <laughs> yeah, it's about unleashing your poten potential, right? Whether yeah. and and you can do it on your own, but it just is, takes a lot more, right? To to do it all on your own, and so that really is the power of having whether that is a a peer that helps with those coaching conversations, or a coach who's been identified as that person, or a consultant coming in as a coach. It's just it really is powerful and. Um, and, and you also have taught me a lot as a coach in just one, some of the ways that you've taught and organized your classroom. I feel like we would have, if we would have been co-teachers, if we were both in the classroom at the same time, we would have been an awesome co-teaching team because we have some similarities, but then just learning a little bit of how that you attack the curriculum and that you support your students. It's just powerful. I always learned from all of my teachers. And uh, again, this type of a document is is a good one. And that's kind of how we ended our session as well. You talked about, you're gonna be able to set it down this summer and then come back stronger because you'll have, you'll know what you need to do to prepare. And that was one of the things that we did talk about. We kind of wrapped up thinking about, all right, so if you're gonna do any you know, PD, if you're gonna look at any resources mm -hmm. this summer, um, you know, how can I help direct you to ones that are going to support this plan that you've now built out? Right. And that was with those, where those MLRs came in as, yep. as a way to support, especially for Tuesdays and Thursdays, as, mm -hmm. as you thought about those more small group and differentiated strategies, um, as well as the whole group. So we kind of talked about what's going to be the most bang for your buck for how you spend your time this summer on your own professional learning and what are some resources for that? So that's another another area that coaches can can help teachers. Well, Brooke, thank you so much for your time today. You can hear my kids in the background. It is trampoline love time. It. I love it. I'm watching they, some kids go up my street right now. They just got off the bus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly how it goes. Well, I think you had some really uh, wise words for a lot of the instructional leaders and coaches who uh, watch our show to be able to take that. And hopefully there's still time in the year, provide some of that time, provide opportunities for these types of conversations with those that they are working with. Again, just to say, you know, hey, can I help you? Just can I be your sounding board? Can I be a springboard for you as you think about what you want to do in your classroom next year, whether it's because you've learned so much this year, hopefully because you've learned so much this year, or you're just thinking a little bit differently about what you want to do next year. So yeah. 
Well, thanks so much for joining us, Brooke. Um, I know that I'll see you again before summer is out. And uh, I want to invite everyone who's watching to tune in next week for another episode of the Sydney Coach Replay Show. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe to the show so you never miss a beat. And always check out our takeaways, our notes and takeaways um, in the Learning Center. Thanks, everyone. And join us next week for another episode. Bye, Brooke. Bye-bye. Thank you.